Welcome to the Air It Out Fantasy Football Podcast, part of the Air It Out Network. I'm Joe. I'm Chantel. Thank you for listening last week and welcome back. You can find us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Please like, follow, get notifications of the new episodes. It's important to rate and review and to support this podcast in the link in the show's description. You can follow us at the Aired Out Network on Instagram. How you been? I've been pretty good considering everything. We are officially in the NFL offseason. We're in the offseason. Oh, it's that right. funny so time Sundays of year. are just like where'd everything yeah, go? You know, exactly. But being the avid reader and podcast listener that I am, mm-hmm. I have discovered a couple new favorites Ooh, what do you got? around football. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you about one was Watch My Smoke. Yeah. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Yeah, I devoured this story. Incredible read. So I really just have an affinity for learning people's story. Mm-hmm. I think that you can learn a lot about life in general, just listening to people tell their stories. Definitely. And he does an incredible job of telling his truth and his story, everything from getting into the league, getting drafted to a team, Falling kind of in love with that team and those team members, they then become like a family, right? And they go through highest of highs, lowest of lows, and then there's this like slow unraveling or dismantling of that relationship. And then you slowly see that it's a a business and it's heartbreaking and crushing, something they never get over, really. And I think he did an excellent job of taking you kind of through all those emotions and those stories and including like what's going on with real family and the backdrop of everything. It was an incredible read. So definitely recommend that one. Us here in Air Out, we love to spotlight players. So it sounds like maybe Eric Dickerson is up for a spotlight I think next so. year. So I think he's definitely he's worth it for sure. And yeah. then the other, uh, you know, Brian Marshall. Mm-hmm. Former wide receiver, he has a podcast called I Am Athlete, and he interviews one Russell Wilson on... Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. I'm sorry, I called him Brian. Yes. He interviews uh, Russell Wilson on the podcast. Incredible interview. I know we're probably going to get to Russell a little bit later, but he, you know, goes... He makes this really good point, or not... I mean, I don't know how to phrase it, but he's saying... That winning is a habit just as much as losing is. And obviously you want to get, you have to get Mm -hmm. in the habit of winning. You can never, ever become comfortable with losing it. So he's got it in his mind. He's got so much gas left in the tank and he wants in the next five years to hoist the Lombardi twice. Yeah. You think he does it? No. (laughs) We'll get into Denver. I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he's the main problem. We'll discuss this a little oh, bit yeah. later. Brandon Marshall, a great wide receiver. The New York yes. Jets had him. Denver had him. He moved around quite a bit in his career. Yep. Um, a true number one receiver with the size and the speed and the strength and all that stuff. Interesting. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Okay. We are officially in the NFL offseason. And although technically there is no full-fledged gridiron action taking place, there's still plenty going on around the league and behind the scenes. We will start with our headlines and news. And I thought it only fitting since this is the biggest topic so far in the offseason. Okay. The Bears... Justin Fields. Let me just give you some stats real quick of his career so far. He's played 40 games in the NFL, Mm -hmm. 6,674 yards passing, 40 touchdowns, and 30 INTs, so a lot of of picks. Uh, 2,220 rushing yards, though, and 14 touchdowns. So you and I have both shown support for Mr. Fields throughout the year. I still feel this way. Do you think this is – and, of course, the rumor is that they trade down or they use that pick, trade him, and go get Caleb Williams 
the highly touted quarterback out of the University of Southern California. What do you think? Yes, I think that would be a terrible decision. Mm -hmm. So, and I kind of um, under, I guess, the news headlines, word on the street kind of thing is that there are several places that he may end up. Pittsburgh was the most recent one that I've heard. I like. I heard Pittsburgh too, and that's my top choice. Yeah, that would be for him. But I think that would be it. I just don't like that at all. I think it would be a terrible move to trade and then start over with a court where you really don't know what you're going to get. And then I think uh, with Justin Fields, so one place was Atlanta, which I think is not a good move for him, especially with they've got the young B. John Robinson. His skill set I don't think would do well there. And then the second place was the Vikings, which I hate a little less than the Falcons. But I do like, oddly enough, the Steelers, because they got Arthur Smith, right, the mm-hmm. former head coach of the Falcons, yep. who is uh, known for coaching the quarterback as if it to be a running threat yeah. in, on the offense. He's the new offensive coordinator yeah. over yeah. there, right? Yes, so yes. I think that although it wasn't successful for him in Atlanta due to skill set and the quarterback that he was working with there, it may be a better fit if, in fact, they do move off of Justin Fields for him to land in if Seattle. I mean, not Seattle. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Be mentored and by Tomlinson would have been great. Mike Tomlin would be that's fantastic. Incredible. I mean, that's the best thing you can have. He's got a good receiver core there already. Right. Running backs who with Najee um, who can build and they, they right. can get better. There's been a lot of focus on them because the quarterback mm-hmm. play has been so bad. So if it opens up the quarterback play a little bit and you have to worry about the quarterback running, right. I think that would help him as well. So, right. I, yeah. I think that's the best fits that I've heard so far. Yeah. Um, I'll get into a little more about him later and where something else that could happen there as we get into a little more of the pre-draft stuff. Uh-huh. All right, so that's it for Mr. Fields. We'll move on to the next quarterback, Mr. Daniel Jones. New York Giants GM hmm. Joe Schoen stated, I have faith in Daniel Jones. We'll go over Jones a little bit. He's recovering from a torn ACL last year, only played in six games. Uh, we're all recovering from his terrible play in 2023. <laughs> Jones' 2023 stats were, before he got hurt, 900 yards, 909 yards passing, two touchdowns, six INTs. Remind me when he got hurt. It was early. It was like game six or something like that. And already 900. Yeah. So, I mean, they, <sighs> they didn't have the the great receiving core right. there anymore. They wanted Waller to be their guy there in New York. Mm-hmm. Or Saquon that wasn't first working team. Out so that well. wasn't working out so right. much. Saquon had a good year with all things considering there in New York. There has been rumors of, since he's coming up for, for contract stuff, them shipping him off as well as some first-round picks to try right, to Right, to try to get some. Yeah. What's what year in the league is this for Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is now four years in the league, Ooh. I believe. So he has uh, signed it. He's 26 years old, so fourth year. Mm-hmm. $160 million contract two years ago. That's a big contract. That's the same contract Dak Prescott has right now. I, I think they should ride it out one more year. One more year. He did yep. have the great year old Danny Dimes the year before. Um, right, which got him the contract. Got him the contract. I like the young rookie receiver. I don't know, the name escapes me, who came yeah, on strong the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's talented. Um, you could trade down and build sixth as a really high pick, and there's a lot, of, a lot of talent coming out. So there is a move to trade down they could do and rebuild. The offensive line stuff there. Their defense actually played okay throughout the year, the Giants. They but, got uh, better, yeah. They did get better, but he needs to play better. So Right, they had, an, they had a really high – Defensive draft pick, and I can't think of who that, that went. I, I, with him. I can't remember saying. Yeah, that's exactly our problem. Yeah. But their overall core is good. Their linebacker core is good. Their defensive linemen are good. They did ship one guy off to Seattle. Their number one guy was Williams, who was really good. Um, but the, I, 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 mean, I, I tend to agree with you. They gave him all the money. They put him in his position. Give him a chance. Give to him a, him, yeah. yeah one, more, one more year. Yep. And then, and then go from there. I mean, he's got two more years on his contract left. So 
All right, here, so here's the big tuna, the walrus, if you will. The Kansas City Chiefs will begin uh-huh. to make contract negotiations with Andy Reid this week. That could make Reid Give it to him. He could become the highest paid coach in the NFL. Right. And my question was, does he deserve it? (laughs) Yep. That that was the easy one. Yep. Knocked it out of the park. Give it to him. He is on the verge of becoming as good a name as ever in coaching. You know, he'll be up there with the Belichicks and the Walshes and all Mm -hmm. those guys who had multi-multi rings and were just, like you just said, winners. That's just what they do. They just win. Yep. So. And keep winning. I agree with you. They'd be foolish to let him go because that team could go downhill quick without him. So, yep. Whatever um, it is, just say yes. And he's smart enough to bring people around him who could help. Like, I'm a big fan of C. Spagnola, defensive coordinator, and that defense shined in the Super Bowl. They really did. Yep. So pay him and, and pay that man his money and, and, and go from there. Okay. So on to trades and movement. I'm going to okay. do a little segment here in this one discussing the franchise tag. The first one I'll talk about, the big one, is the Bengals designated T. Higgins. Um, I saw that. Who I'm a fan of. But I think he plays better when Jamar Chase is hurt. <laughs> so when he's when he's okay. playing the number two role, it doesn't seem to work out as well. Um, Tyler Boyd will be Boyd will be gone, so it'll mm-hmm. be just those. But two. that's a that's a number two role behind a Jamar Chase is a hard one to yeah to fill though. Yeah, I don't you know. I don't really. It's obviously they want him there, but um, let's take a look at what it means to be okay. franchise tag. Right. You know, I thought about this when I was doing this for people who don't know. Um, teams have until March 5th to tag one player on their roster who is slated to become an unrestricted free agent. There are three types of tags. The non-exclusive tag. This tag allows the player to sign an offer sheet with another team. If this happens, the original team then has the opportunity to match the offer or receive two first-round picks in compensation if the player leaves. This is the most common type. Does that make sense? Okay. So they can match it. So say mm-hmm. so say they offered T $10 million a season, right? Right. So the Bengals can match that if whoever it was. Let's say the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. put that out there. They can match that. Okay. Um, but if they don't match that, they can get two first-round picks from the team that took him. That took him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, this is a very common – this is the most common type, actually. But a lot of times the players are staying. Because mm-hmm. nobody else is right. staying. Right. So – um, there's the exclusive tag. The player is completely binded to his own team and is prohibited from seeking an offer sheet. So he can only stay with that one team. Right. Exclusive. That's mm-hmm. it. Done. The transition tag, this works like a non-exclusive tag, except it only provides the original team the right to match the other team's offer. If the original team, so say the Bengals again, decide not to match the new offer, they get no compensation. So see the difference there? So okay. so say $10 million is offered by the Cowboys. Right. Cincinnati says, okay, we'll offer $10 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then those picks come into play. Okay. If they don't offer that ten million, then the round picks come into play. Okay. Makes sense. So okay. So non-exclusive, exclusive, which means just so kind of like it sounds like non-exclusive, anybody can come in. Exclusive, it's just that one team or transition. So it sounds like they're going to move. Okay. Okay. There's a big penalty to pay for another team who comes into someone who's been non-exclusive franchised, which ninety-nine percent of the time I think franchise guys stay put. So mm-hmm. I would expect him to stay put. Okay. Right. And so if when they stay put. That that ten million offer mm-hmm. is come to that number. How get to? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Yes. All right. How much do players earn on the franchise tag? The non-exclusive tag player gets the player average, so their position, mm-hmm. player average of the top five salaries. So it's a lot of okay. money. So so if it's a running back, you average out the, the top, top five, five, and that's what you right. get for that one year. That, okay, that's pretty good. So the exclusive right. tag gets the player average of the top five salaries at their position. So uh-huh. it's just the one team only, or 120% of their previous salary, whichever is higher. 120%. And you can only... Stay with that one team. Stay with that one team. Mm-hmm. But I think 
teams can only franchise tag you one year. No, but the that player gets it for for one year coming up. For one year but up. players themselves can be franchised tagged three times oh, right yeah. in total, their career. throughout their career yeah okay. total throughout their career we'll okay. get into one of those here in a little bit actually yeah um so and then on their last year i think they get a little more don't they, get they? A little more okay so if you're yeah. an exclusive and you're only going to stay with the Bengals, under 20 percent of your last year set could be really a lot right yeah or above the, the high five or mm-hmm. 10 so and then we'll get the last one the transition tag with a player that's you know where you can move and it's really unbinding so the other team doesn't have to play anything you can just go it's that one's easier you don't see it very much but you can go for both organizations without putting out that huge first and second round pick. Okay. So the transition tag gets the player the average of the top 10 salaries in their position. Mm. So a little bit less. A little less, right. A little less. But for those, those tra- you don't see the transition tag very much, and it's usually guys who they're kind of willing to let go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they want to keep them, but they would let them go. So speaking of franchise tags, mm-hmm. the word on the street, a little rumor here, is the Chiefs plan on franchise tagging Jerry Sneed. He's the shutdown yes. cornerback who had the Absolutely. amazing football, all that stuff. Yep. Um, I think that makes the most of all the players on that team. I think that makes the most sense to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, because um, it looks like, unfortunately for them, Chris Jones is going to go. That's what it looks like. Really? Yeah. Because he's the other free agent. Right. You know, they signed yeah. a one-year deal one with him. That's done. Got their Super Bowl. And right. They, yeah. I think they should do everything they can. Well, they I understand they have cap space too. They do have cap space, so, which is amazing. I don't. Why would they let Chris Jones go? Be a big mistake in my opinion. It would be a huge mistake. One of the best defensive tackles right. in the league. Come on. Yeah. And no, the, I, they don't. I don't think that's going to. And their offense played well down the stretch, but the defense won the Super Bowl. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the defense kept them alive a lot this <laughs> yeah. season. They were definitely not doing the offensive numbers that we've seen them do in the past. Nope. The defense was definitely keeping them afloat for quite a while. Yeah. So I, you have to, I, you got to keep. Yeah. Chris Jones. There's no, I, I mean, I mean, t- shutdown corners are great, but defensive tackle, especially ones that win Super Bowls for you. But they got to think up both. I'm just saying, if they have the cap space and yeah. they can hit one with the franchise tag, why wouldn't you yeah. move to keep both? We will cover one team today at the very end of the show that has terrible cap problems, and let's we'll try to see, try to see, <laughs> try to see what their decisions are and what they do. They made, I mean, the idea. I'm sure when you put it together, you think this is going to be great, but where they are now, it's not so great. All right, so that's it for the Chiefs, and so I hope that helps everybody a little bit with the franchise tag, how it worked out. If it didn't make any sense, there's always the old Google for you. Yeah. But there's a lot of that going on right now. I expect to see a lot of franchise tags throughout the offseason. All right, and again, mm-hmm. that, that's over in, in about a week and a half. So if that hasn't happened by then, it's not going to happen. Right. All right, so the next rumor, the Cowboys want to extend Dak Prescott. I'll give you Pres- Prescott's numbers again. Okay. We're, we enjoyed Prescott this year. He had a great year. He was an MVP candidate, offensive MVP. He threw for 4,516 yards. I think that's the most, right? Most. And 36 touchdowns. That's impressive. Right. That's quite the year. He signed a four-year, $160 million, same as Danny Dimes' contract in 2021. So it's coming up near the end. He's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. He's 30 years old. Okay. Is Dak worth the money after the absolute annihilation they took from the Packers in the playoffs, including his two pick sixes? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's that... The quarterback position, of course, we know that they take a lot of the blame when things go wrong, yes. and they get a lot of the credit, of course, when everything is going right and yes. chugging along. So yes, yes, yes. those numbers are undeniable. Mm-hmm. He was definitely in the running for MVP, and I think that he is worth it, though. I don't – I just – I think he's worth it. I think he's earned it. He does have, I think, the biggest the, – the most trouble – the most troubling aspect is not those deep runs into the playoffs. That he and let's see, Kirk Cousins, same problem. Not being able to make a deep run and get yeah. 
where you want to get, which is the big dance, of course, the Super Bowl at the end of the day. But leading up to that, I think he does not perform poorly. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. They had a tough game against a resurgent sort of Green Bay team that started mm-hmm. playing better towards the end of the year. Right. We all talked about how much Jordan Love has come on. The receiving court came on. Their de- their defense came on um, and played huge in that game. I know. I, so, I, I mean, their, their secondary is very, is very good, too. Yeah. It really is. Um, I've been a fan of some of their secondary for quite a while, and it's 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 good. If, if the rest of the team comes together, um, the Cowboys have the, the pieces. They have the inside, outside on defense. Um even with Diggs going out early in the year, I mean, he will be back right. from his ACL. Of course. Micah, of course, is Micah Parsons. I mean, he's, right. he is who he is, top five, you know, defender in the entire league. Uh, their running game kind of fell off a little bit. There's some question marks there. Yeah, they happens. needed running back. Tony Pollard running back. did not have No, a... and they're a running team. They always yeah. have in the Cowboys. That's how they base everything. Mm-hmm. So, so replacing Tony Pollard won't be easy, but I could see them maybe addressing that in the draft. Or right, he's a free agent, agent too. He's a free agent. There's a lot of good free agents. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I like I like that mm-hmm. a lot. When I saw that story and that coming, I was, I was like, Oof. as I researched the Raiders a little bit for our show today, I said, oh, yeah, I might be yeah. going to the Cowboys. <laughs> um, we'll see. And there's others coming free too. Um, so he is worth the money. Yeah. Resign him. Yeah. Bring him back. I think so. There's talent there. Yep. Yeah. Dallas is, is good. And, that, and he's a part of it. I think, yeah. 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 He's worth it. We'll preview that division. will be fun to preview and we'll get to it. Um, it's I think it's still going to be a two horse race next year with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I say pay him. All right, so we're going to get into some early talk about the draft. We will cover the draft on this show in okay. depth um, later on as it comes around in late April. We're just, I just did the top five. We'll start okay. with the top five and potential oh, landing spots. me too. Spots. Okay. So nice and easy. So we'll start with number one. Overall, we talked about the Bears pick number one. Right. Any thoughts? Any ideas? So first of all, we figured the trade. You should probably stay. As we would think it would be the best I would for Fields think to stay. that it would be best for Fields to stay. So what about – I think – I see, so I was under the impression, though, that if they – if they did stay with Fields, do they trade that number one pick away, like they, to Carolina, right? They, they could trade down. I have them keeping it and picking someone. We'll see if we're on the same page here. Okay. They, so, could, they could trade down to uh-huh. a couple different picks and, and address a handful of needs. The Bears have needs. They have needs on offensive line. They have needs on defensive line. Okay. Um, they, I think receiving core is okay. Running back is okay-ish, although they, they made a mistake with that Carolina trade. I think that didn't really pan out too much from this last year. So you're going to say they'll stay and go for Caleb? No, no, I don't think they'll go for it. I, I, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I think it'd be a mistake. Okay. I, I do. I think it'd be giving up. Because that's what I would think. You think they're going to go for Caleb? I, if they decide if they to. hold on to the first yeah. pick? Okay. Yeah. For me, if they hold on to the first pick, they're going to go over a name we know very well, Marvin Harrison. Mm, receiver. The number one wide receiver. Could you imagine DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison on the team? Right. However, okay. if you if you don't address the offensive line rules that they have, he's not going to It's not going to matter, right. He's not going to time to throw to him. Right. So you got to address that. That could be one of the best wide receiving tandems in football hmm. but there's a lot of question marks there okay yeah i hope they don't take caleb i think caleb would be better off somewhere else oh where just yeah. out of curiosity commanders and the command number two number two <laughs> yeah. yeah well i hope so i hope you're right actually because yeah. i don't want them to move off of justin fields yet so yeah. i hope you are correct um but with i think washington needs some of everything washington so sam how i like but he's a fifth-round pick. He's a filling mm, guy. He's not the yeah. answer there. No. He's not. We saw that throughout the season. Too. We started right. off, he had some good games. Mm-hmm. He put up huge numbers against Philly twice, which was kind of fun to watch because they're right. rivals. But other than that, he, he's not right. He's not the guy. No, they're, not a long-term. They answer. have decent running backs. They have decent wide receivers in Washington. They traded away all of their defensive players. Mm-hmm. So they're full on rebuild there. What do you think for the number two pick for, for Washington? For Washington, I am not as well-versed in terms of – um, the 
names coming out of college, of course. Not at this point, at least. I don't really <laughs> start paying April, attention until, yes, yeah. until I, you know, be a little closer to combines coming up, so on and so yep. forth. But, so I'm going to go just position-wise, I think they do go quarterback. So, the top guys coming out, we're well familiar with Mr. Caleb. Right. Behind him is a guy named Drake May, North Carolina. I'll talk mm-hmm. about him in just a second. Okay. You also have a Penix, the guy who took the Huskies all the way to the end. He's really, okay. really good. Guy at LSU's name who escapes me. Also really, really, really good. Okay. So it's probably so five. I couldn't right. Then I couldn't I'm not currently in a position to pick any one of those guys okay. in terms of knowing what their stats are and what their strengths and weaknesses are. Reference the but I do think the commanders in general go quarterback. I think they have to. They have to. They have to. Yeah. I, I think they need a franchise. If you're gonna rebuild and they're rebuilding, I mean from scratch, you okay. should start with your quarterback and you build around them. You start with your field general, right? I know, but it's so it's so risky. But okay, it is so risky. I mean, look, look at all the failures we've seen over there. Right. And our friend Tom Brady, we discussed this in length throughout the season about mm-hmm. what he said about rushing quarterbacks out there and, and throwing them on the field. And, and they're all feeling that pressure. They're all feeling yeah. the I think the pressure of the Mahomes era quarterback to hit the ground running, how go many, to the Super Bowl how second many have we year. Seen though, I mean, right? Almost none. Almost none. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, C.J. Stroud maybe. That's but another he, one. He, I'm just he, saying it just adds he, to the yeah. pressure, though, of, of the yeah. uh, the um, ready-to-go quarterback. So You I and I know. agree, commanders, quarterback, and I think that's where Caleb Williams ends up. But I'm not okay. sure. Um, so number three would be another team that desperately needs a quarterback now. Yep. Going from the greatest ever to, God, we need help. Yeah. New quarterback, new situation, new coach, new era starts in Boston, New England. Patriots. You think quarterback? What do you think they do with the number three overall? I, I do think quarterback. I think quarterback as well. I just named Drake May. He's got mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, arm, legs. He led uh, North Carolina to a pretty good you know, tenure while he was there. I, I think he could be the answer, although we saw what happened when they took a number one pick out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And how'd that go? So, yeah. It's been tough. Yeah. So. They need, we'll see. They need everything. Yeah. They just do. They need everything. Ramondre Stevenson's a Ramondre Stevenson was okay. He yeah. had a pretty good. But, you know, the Patriots, I think, I think we'll see. It's definitely going to be a rebuild for them. It's everything. And it's, everything, including yeah. their head coach, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Gerard Mayo is a Patriot guy. Like. You're so, drafted by them. That's mm-hmm. his team. That's his home, so we'll all see. that stuff. Right. He's a defensive guy, though. He's a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. So, so, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. So, on to number right. four, Arizona. What Cardinals. about Arizona? So, I don't think they go quarterback, actually. I think they go receiver. What do you think of Kyler Murray's play in the second half of the year? So, Kyler Murray, um, I think it was still a little bit measured in terms of, you know what I mean? Just a little bit careful, I think. But um, I think they stick with Kyler Murray. He's not a... He's been hurt a couple times. Not a bad quarterback. He does perform pretty well. He's been in the past. He does very well for fantasy or had... Pre in previous season, so yeah. So I I think they they stick with him for quite a while, and I think they go receiver. They need to, in my opinion. So receiver there. So Hollywood Hollywood Brown is who they have right now, right, but I don't think who, I can't even name a guy on the other side of him. No, and then the stud tight end who we both liked quite a bit throughout. The uh, list. yes, yeah. the rookie tight end, rookie tight end, mm-hmm. yeah, second rounder. He was he had a really good year. So for me, the thing to address there is to protect. One Kyler, and that would be the number one offensive lineman coming out to be offensive tackle, Joe Alt from okay. Notre Dame. We don't talk about linemen a ton because mm-hmm. they're not sexy positions. They're just right, big guys who protect and this all that stuff. But this is, the, this is the best lineman coming out of colleges here. So if you want a good offensive tackle to protect your quarterback. So that's what you think they go tackle? I think okay. they go tackle. I really do. I think that's the best thing for them. Um, still okay in the running back. Still, 
like you said, they could use some help at wide receiver, but I think they can get that through later rounds or through freeze agency. Um, that True. division, that division okay. is very difficult. But we'll cover that when we cover that because you're stuck. I think Seattle's in a full re- rebuild mode. Arizona's kind of in the middle there. I think the Rams will still be good. I think they got a tiny bit better actually already. Mm-hmm. And then the Niners to the Niners. So it's uh yeah, offensive tackle for them, I think. Okay, so we'll do the next one and the last one, the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, the Chargers. The <laughs> we know they're not taking we, a quarterback. As we go, they're not gonna take a they should they should not no, take not a quarterback, quarterback at all. Yeah. But as we go a little bit uh further into the show, I know we're gonna get into the Chargers we do more. Cover yeah. But so I'm going to say the Chargers, they should definitely I, I know they need probably a center, probably because then they, they have their their starting centers is heart problems. Is leaving. Ah, yeah. 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 So they need a center. Um, well, yeah, they got to go. I would think they would go maybe another pass rusher, but or uh, I don't know. They are also going to be in full rebuild, and it won't yeah. cover the Chargers quite Well, quite I don't think so. You think they'll be in full rebuild? Full rebuild, yeah. yeah. No way. Okay. We'll get into them quite a bit. <laughs> my longest segment, actually. So we'll okay. co- when we cover them here shortly, that, that's, yeah. that's my longest one. Um, for me, they'll take tight end Brock Bowers. He's tight the num- end, he's the, right. he's the number one tight end coming that's, out of had that Georgia. Here. He's an absolute freak. Um, he's been... What caught. about a corner? A corner would be good, too. Yeah, a corner would be good for them. They have... Um, Give me one second here. Look at my stuff. They have a stud corner already, but it'd be nice to add to them. Uh, Derwin James. They have Derwin James. He's a safety, but he's a stud. Okay. He's a stud safety. Mm-hmm. So, but a yeah, corner would certainly help them, especially in that division. Right. There's but some big names in that division. Um, so Bowers has been compared to being the next Travis Kelsey. Sam Laporta, which is so funny. If only been in the league one year, people are comparing mm-hmm. him Same. to him. Right. Yeah. And then Rob Gronkowski, of course, because he's that type. He's tall. Lanky gets okay. over the middle, gets open. Mm-hmm. He's a mismatch for a, a linebacker, and then too big to be covered by a corner. So one of the okay. middle guys. Um, I and he watched, ranks where in the position coming out? He's number one tight end. Number one, number okay. one tight end. Yeah, okay. He was he was a. If I watched a lot of college football as well, he was the number one tight end. Okay. Yeah, in the last couple of years in college football. So we'll see if they do that. I and mean, they have a lot of options. All right, that's pretty much just the top five. Anybody else you want to add in there? Potential drafts, you think, oh, early? We'll get we'll, – we're going to – We'll see. Trust us, listeners, we're going to crush the draft for the next <laughs> next couple of months. All so right, so maybe next – in the not next week, but the following, we'll do the next five. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. And I'll be better prepared, I promise. <laughs> All right. All right. But so, but there is a lot to keep an eye on, you know, even in the off season. So we really got to take all of this uh, information into account as we prepare for the upcoming fantasy season. And as always, we're going to do our very, very best to help you dominate your fantasy leagues out there. And of course, that starts with preparation. So let's, uh, in the next few episodes, we're going to take a deep dive into each division and we'll kick things off with the AFC West, our reigning Champs. Might as well start at the top, right? Might as well start at the top. Yep. Kansas City Chiefs, right? Finished number one in their division. Mm-hmm. And Joe, one word to describe this past season for them. Efficient. Efficient. I mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Did what Efficient. they had to do when they had to do it. Um, 11 and 6. That's good. Not the sexiest record in the NFL and everything like that. Right. Not the number one seed either. But efficient. Mm-hmm. Won the games they needed to win. Right. To get to where they needed to be. And then went on the road and knocked off in order. Buffalo. Baltimore, and then I'm going to say that the Super Bowl is more of a Niners, you know, right. game than it was. Can't say as far as the fans and stuff go. So, you know, what? I said overcoming. People were starting to count them out. Yeah, they were. And the, the, people yeah, were really like, "Oh, yeah. this is the end of the It's the downturn. This yep. is the end." And you are absolutely correct. They came through when they needed to. They did 
everything they needed to do to win games. Wasn't always sexy, wasn't Mm -hmm. always 35, 45 points on the board, but they came home with a dub nonetheless. No, that beating up the scoreboard, Chiefs, that wasn't this last year. No, no, and they still came out on top. They still came out on top. This was making a play. We need to make a play. If you needed to stop a third and six at the 10-yard line to win the Super Bowl, you did it. Yeah. You need to march down the the field and win. You did it. You know, you did everything. You need to go beat Josh Allen in Buffalo again. You did it. It's just a mindset for them. I I think that, especially Mahomes, which I put down as their best attribute on this team, the duo of Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. That's going to be... One for the ages, I think. Yeah. To if I mean, as long as they stay, as no. long as they stay together, they got a shot no. at it every year. That's the core there for a little bit. We yep. went into Baltimore, and I, I thought this was Lamar Jackson's best year. They they shut him down. Yeah. They they said this after you know all his talk. So, quite amazing, amazing. All right, there's so their best attribute. What do you think? Their best. That's what I was saying. Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. and Andy Reid. That duo, as wrote, long as they're together. I wrote the same thing. Worst yeah. worst attribute. Worst attribute, I went with that receiving core. Yeah, the I wrote the drops. Same thing the yeah, core. yeah, that receiving core. So, which, you know, they may go for, you know, in the drafts, maybe target some uh, new talent there, but definitely we'll see. Um, so, the biggest need then in the offseason to re sign Chris Jones <laughs> and yeah. Ladarius. Uh, well, the Ladarius need, yeah, yes. Yeah. So that I think they should go all out for those two, yeah. especially with the year that the defense had. Because I think if defense doesn't have that year, they're not hoisting the Lombardi Let's turn based left. on the way that they, that the offense played this year. Let's turn left for a second then. Everybody loves points. Everybody loves the score being rung. We've always been, us fans have always been told, defense wins championships. Is that still the case? True. Right Absolutely. That's what just happened. That's what yeah. that's what just happened. Yes, absolutely. Who can? No one is in any position to argue that at all now. Yep. All right. So for me, the biggest need is wide receiver. Uh, draft outlook, and I don't know if they'll do. I have no idea what they'll do because they're so late in the draft. So yeah, they can't they're do dead last. Yeah, um, in the round one at least. Yeah. Draft outlook. I like them to maybe make wide receiver Troy Franklin from the University of Oregon. He's got great size, speed. He's a true number one receiver. Um, and given that deep threat again that they don't have right now. But frankly, I have no idea what they do. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it could be. Listen, it could be I'm telling you, their biggest need they they gotta resign that <laughs> they gotta resign, resign those two guys. So with especially in my opinion, Chris Jones was very good. I'm gonna say Snead being a cornerback there. Yeah. He is what year are we in? Like second year for mm-hmm. him. Second year. Young second man. year for him. He's got six and a half career sacks already. Yep. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's a corner. So I that I don't know. He finished with a 14 passes defended, two INTs. Yep. Only gonna get better, only gonna grow. Uh he made this Debo disappear so, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> he right, shut right, Debo down. Exactly. Yeah. Took him out of the game. Three catches. Yeah, pretty crazy. impressive. Very yep. impressive. So in their acquisitions and movement, they really haven't done so much so far. I put the right. franchise tag on here on Logeris team, which we talked about, mm-hmm. and the possibility that all world defensive lineman Chris Jones walks. So we're on the same mindset there. The two okay. things agreed on. One word to describe the upcoming season for them. What do you have? Repeat. I put dynasty. Dynasty. Yep. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Exactly. Yes. All right, on to the very, very best. So after the division champs, Super Bowl champs, the back-to-back Super Bowl champs, the rest of the division was not the greatest. Um, They were the only winning record in that division, but we'll step on to the number two team, which I like. I like the way they're building. I think they have a lot of opportunity to put things together out there Mm -hmm. in Sin City. The AFC West number two team, the Las Vegas Raiders, finished the year at eight and nine. Okay. One word to describe them. Hopeful. Mm -hmm. This past I think that they shook things up. In midseason with the uh, interim coach in Antonio Pierce, yep. and I think 
became, you know, like that became a bright spot for them and they rallied behind him and improved overall. Yeah. So um, I like the term hopeful um, for them. Change. I put change. change. They went nice. through a lot of, lot of change last yeah. year and they're still they're going to need to keep changing because there's players coming and going that we'll cover here in a second. are pretty obvious. Um, best attribute. Devontae Adams. I put Antonio Pierce. Okay. Because he's a player's coach and mm-hmm. he got he got a lot of it. So as soon as he took over and that whole debacle was over, they they completely changed. Yeah. You know, they completely changed. Yeah. They went into the Super Bowl champs house and took one from them. They were competitive in pretty much every game after that. So Yeah, I you know what I went with Devontae Adams. I know that they uh, there was rumors, you know, uh the Jets were going after. Yes. Devontae Adams in a big way. The coach shut that down. Like, nope, nope, nope. The GM said he's not moving. He said he's not moving. He's going to be a Raider. But the thing about it that I liked is Devontae's attitude about winning. So he, even though the team didn't have the the winning record, they didn't have the best season, I think it echoed a little bit of what Russell Wilson was saying. He has still not gotten into the habit of losing. He has very much and been very vocal about, I want to win and I want to win right now. So there's been no complacency for him. There's been no and so just like you said with Antonio Pierce and all the change that's going on all in a positive direction, all trending upward for him. So it's too early like for me it. to last year I jumped on Cleveland early because I saw the changes and Stephanski and all things they were doing there. It's too early yeah. to say that could be the but the Raiders could be that. Yeah. For me they could Agreed. be that this year. Agreed. Right I like there. it. All right. So worst attribute then. For the team, that's what I said. Actually, getting comfortable losing for the rest of the yeah, <laughs> the rest of the team. Don't let that happen. So yeah, right. And a lot of their pain was kind of self inflicted a lot of the time. It, it was. Being, so yeah. uh, missed opportunities, yeah. so to speak, for them. So I think that's probably the worst thing about the organization and team overall. But we're seeing the the, the change, changes, the change right? There. Yeah. I put quarterback. Garoppolo's a loser. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I put that as their biggest need. Yes, yeah. a new quarterback. So a quarterback. If they can, I mean, they did what they could, patching it and stuff, but they need a true quarterback there. Like a really, yeah. if they have somebody who can air it out a little bit, no pun intended, down the field of Devontae and right. hit, and hit they, they have some other talent there. I mean, they're, they're backups. They're not going to get it done. No, Aiden O'Connell, no, Brian Hoyer, no. Just, it's, not, it's just not. You're not going to get past the Chiefs in that division yeah. with, with him in the lead. No, it's no way. Yep. So, so my biggest need, or your biggest need for them is? Quarterback, I said. We should go, yeah. sorry. Okay. So I say offensive line help. Okay. Um, that just leads me into my next one. I'll go into the draft outlook. I like the guy named J.C. Latham. He's one of the top mm-hmm. guys coming out from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be a big upgrade at right tackle and let Josh Jacobs get back to his form. Really? So but, even at 13, you don't think they get a quarterback? I could, I, I, slash they year really could need... possibly draft Michael Penix Jr., the Washington Husky. Okay. Stud. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went either way. It depends on, on how they want to build their team. Mm-hmm. Quarterback can also be addressed through – Free agency, because there will be some. Okay. Garoppolo has been, I don't know if you knew this, right, but he's been suspended for two games for violating the PED policy. The I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, I forgot what it was. It didn't, it seemed, or the explanation seemed innocent enough. I can't remember exactly what it was, but. Who knows if they get rid of it. I think they're yeah. going to cut him anyway. I, I think he'll be gone. I think so, yeah, wow. I think he'll be gone. Hmm. So um, they release him. They have to. So they have to re-sign Josh Jacobs. That's a big part of it, because that's coming up too. Okay. And let him go would be a mistake. Uh, the Pro Bowl running back has already been franchise tagged once, and time is running out. They've been working on this pretty much all season long. Um, anything else on the Raiders? Mm, on the Raiders, I think so. What was your one word to describe? Redemption. After Redemption. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. So I think I went optimistic. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
we will watch them closely um, before I'm going to th- go throw it out. There's a team to jump on their bandwagon and put them in the 10-win category. We'll watch. We'll watch okay. when the offseason goes, what they do. But I would not be at all surprised if they surprise next year. You okay. know what I mean? So, um, but stuff to look at and stuff to watch. All right, next. The third-place team with the same record, just mm-hmm. tiebreaker. 8-9, Denver Broncos. Uh, one word to describe the Denver Broncos. This past season, I said upward. 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 They started out terrible. 70 they got seven 70 over the hung on them. Yeah. And I feel they they made the playoffs. Didn't they didn't did they make the they this made year? They no. made the, yeah, the first round. They didn't make the first no, round. No. Are you sure? 100 percent positive. Okay. <laughs> but they got better towards the end. They got really they played much, much better. Yeah. So um I I, I would still use that term upward, especially with Russell Wilson, their defense. Um, what was the record where they finish at? Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay, still losing record. Uh, I thought it would be much worse than that <laughs> when they were getting the seventy, the yeah. way it started. So yeah, yeah, I went upward for them. Um with the I like the attitude of the team mm-hmm. itself. I do not like <laughs> the I don't like the pairing of this the head coach there. Sean Payton. I, I think it's bad. And Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. I put failure. They, really? What you just said. Those two failed to find a common two very, very seasoned NFL. But the whole but, people. but that was just the right. Those are the two at the helm yeah. of the team. And and yeah. you are correct. They Field did not Marshall get in general, it together. Right. It, yeah. yeah. So I know, I know. But I feel like they you don't think they played well in spite of the ups and downs with Sean Payton. I think they had some good wins. They beat okay. Kansas City. Yeah. So that's one really good they win. Did. Um they had another good win over Houston. So they had some good wins throughout the year. Okay. But uh yeah. Not not, not for what the hype was to start the year when everybody was on their bandwagon. Because mm-hmm. there are pieces there. There are good players there. Right. Everybody thought it was gonna be really good. They ended yeah. up at this eight and nine. So the best attribute for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson. Russell. I put Patrick Sertan the second. Pat I like Sh- him. Shut too. down corner. Yeah. Fan- fantastic. Yeah. Worst attribute. Sean Payton. Like, I wrote the same exact thing. Yeah. And that defense that kind of gave up. They gave up the second highest amount of points in the AFC behind the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. 413 points, so that's a lot. <laughs> Total. So they need, to, right. they need to figure that out. The biggest need. So let's see. The biggest the biggest need, O-line improvements. Yes. They need a center, too. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. I put defensive pressure as well, which again okay. led me into my draft outlook, which is a young man named Byron Murphy, defensive mm-hmm. tackle from the University of Texas. He's a high-pressure kind of guy and a disruptive defensive lineman. So I think that could help them quite a bit. But either way, they need to find help on the defense. And their secondary is good. Their secondary okay. is good. And it got better throughout right. the year. With Patrick, aren't they franchise tagging him? Okay, they, they did. did. Yeah. So their okay. secondary will be okay. And their safeties are good, too. Okay. It's it's the front seven they need to work on. Yeah. All right. So like. one word to describe the upcoming season for Broncos. Uncertain. I put, I put rebuild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know exactly – I have no idea what Sean Payton's problem is with Russell Wilson, who was the one bright spot in so we didn't talk about at story times. Though. Well, we didn't talk about the whole, you know, injury thing and you know, pay cut and all this the, stuff and restructure. We didn't right. talk about any of that stuff. What a be debacle that was. What a debacle oh, that was. Right. The yelling on the side of just I don't know what the deal is with I, I don't know what his problem is. So and it could be that when Sean Payton kind of inherited this team or came onto it, Russell Wilson was not his choice. And yeah. I think a lot of coaches operate in that. Like if it isn't, this is not the team that I wanted, that I wanted to build. They never kind of get on the same page with the guy that they inherited sometimes. Right? Yeah. So it could be that. But the truth of the matter, though, is Russell Wilson finished, I think, 
surprisingly, I think overall he was like top maybe 20 or just right outside of that. Behind Justin Fields, I think who in actuality, Russell Wilson's stat line was better than Justin Fields in every single one of those categories. So go figure. I don't know how they come up with where they place him in the rankings. But otherwise, in terms of um, I think his completion percentage, oh, his uh, touchdown to interception ratio, yeah. way up there. He was something like third in the – he had what – I don't know, 20-something touchdowns, like eight or nine INTs. It was, it was, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but they were not bad at all. They were not terrible. So let's look around the receiver. They don't court. warrant the treatment that he got no, from his no. head coach. And really, it's Cortland Sutton and nothing else. Really, right. For him to throw to us. This is true. Well, Jerry Judy had yeah. a down year, too. He's the, been. The old Jag. Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So, and then that tight end that they drafted pretty high, too, hasn't really worked out to be oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they need help there. And the running game, too, wasn't the greatest. Yeah, they're two good running right. backs there. But that but was they, Anderson, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be. Supposed to be their guy. So, right. um, yeah, work to do for Denver. A, a proud mm-hmm. organization. But they've been down for a little bit now. So, one more on Sean Porton before we take out Sean Payton. Was he like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Was it because he had Drew Brees down there in New Orleans? Did that build his reputation into, oh, he's this Absolutely. great coach and all this Absolutely. stuff? Absolutely. So, I think that what happens is – so. If you juxtapose him against an Andy Reid, mm-hmm. say, right, who is, who has let one Tyreek Hill go yep. and is still seeing success, right, yep. has still – so I think you, it, it does reveal who you are yeah. for better or for worse when you are forced to play without the components that – are the most the biggest, best, brightest stars or whatever. Or yeah. so in this case, it appears that yeah, it would be the way of the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick with him and mm-hmm. um Drew Brees. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think uh yeah. I just don't like that pairing there. And I think it was just handled so poorly and mo and all on Sean Payton's. Are they back. still together next year? Or does he I hope they him? are. Yeah. I hope they are. So far, Russell Wilson has indicated that he'd like to still be there. He's, you know, he's doing the good guy thing, of course. Like, oh, I yeah. made a commitment. I'm happy to play there. I want to play and win there. I believe him when he says that. And uh, I think that Sean Payton hasn't given – oh, he's he said in about two weeks we'd know. That's yeah. the word on the street. In two weeks he's going to make some decision We are in that in dead time of the season of, right now. Right. Yeah. So, but to come out and say that, I think – did you see the um, comment he made there? So there was a meme going around of a fan – with a Broncos jersey on, and it had all the quarterbacks on, crossed out, crossed out, crossed <laughs> out, through, all the way down to Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. And so the without directly saying we're moving off of Russell Wilson, what Sean Payton's comment was, was that, well, we'll hope with this next one, it won't be crossed out. Mm. So people have taken that to mean that they are going to move away from Russell Wilson, or I don't know. We'll see. I think it'd be a mistake. Move away from him. I think too, it would too, too. They gave him so much money. I, this, put so much I think into him potential that, Hall of Fame, yeah. Super Bowl winning quarterback to be treated this way in, is just if he was absurd. To leave, where would you want to see him go? If he was to leave, where would I want Russell Wilson to go? Back to Seattle. <laughs> the Pete Carroll's gone. That's so the, that would no, be the same anyway. I don't yeah. think it would be back to Seattle. Maybe Atlanta. Maybe. I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta. 
like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I like Tennessee too. Um, ah, but, Tennessee. But, but who it knows? Was. Who knows what happens there? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it for those guys. The old Denver yeah. Broncos, their mouths up. On to the last and least, number four placed Los Angeles Chargers, five and twelve. Oof, finished. <laughs> well, one word to describe the Los Angeles Chargers: abysmal. I put quitters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a terrible season for them. I think they just gave up. Okay, best attribute okay. about the Los Angeles Chargers. The best. This is so mind-boggling because they have a powerhouse offense. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse offense, incredible talent. Yeah. Five and two. I don't know Five. what happened. So I'll put the two big names in there. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. I liked him in Oregon. I like him in the pros. Mm-hmm. And safety, Derwin James. Um, those are probably the best two for me. Worst. Okay. Worst attribute. I said their defense overall. Khalil Mack cannot do it all because he had a great year. And they still were near the bottom in every single but category. Bosa too, yeah. Bosa too, but Might Bosa have... was hurt. You know, he, yeah, he, yeah, he had he's his hurt a lot. Thing, but yeah. but uh, in terms of Khalil Mack, one of the leagues on one of the league's worst defensive teams, he finished what uh, number two in solo tackles with fifty eight, number ten in quarterback pressures with fifty six and seventeen tackles, yeah. and they still managed to finish overall twenty eighth yeah. in defense. So a little contradiction here on the offensive side. So I put age. Okay. I put age. Age. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen is 31. Although, check this out at 31, set a franchise record for 108 receptions and 1,243 yards. Why did he set those records? Because there's nobody else to throw to. So he saw the most. Right. Still, still a stud. But still, you know, I mean, I know that football is a tough game and it's very, very, very difficult wear and tear on the body. But – I think the age thing, people are taking very good care of themselves. People definitely take care of themselves. People are doing and being able to extend their careers a lot longer than they had been in the past. So, I mean, 30 and 31 probably ain't what it used to be. But, okay, go ahead. That's that's, that's a good good season for sure. And the other big name on the offense. Well, plus, you know, before we leave Keenan Allen, Mike Williams was hurt a lot. The rookie was Quentin Williams or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was not – he came on a little bit at the end, but nothing real special. And then – Whoever, Josh Palmer, whoever else after that didn't really contribute too much. Austin Eckler, literally a huge name, way Austin down Eckler. this year. 28 years old, which right. I'm going to – if you give me that again about age, I'm going to disagree with you with running backs. Running backs okay. the hardest position in pro football. It is. 20, it is. You, you don't this, see that a lot no, in you that don't, position. You, you don't true. see him at 30-year-old running yeah. backs. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, talented. Still talented. In some games, he did show up. There were little impacts. A first-round pick for me next year, that's tough. That'd be tough. What, to, what? Be I know, tough but I, I don't think it's over for him, though. I don't know what the what the problem was. That he was hurt for a little bit. He right? was hurt The first, yeah. what, five, six games, something yep. like that. Yep. So, people had super high expectations for him, especially around fantasy, yeah. and it just wasn't the same no, at nothing. all. He was a shadow of his the, the year before half, even in half. in terms of he was a receiving running back as well he was a pass catching back yep. and it that it just all but disappeared so yeah. we'll see i i just i don't know exa- i don't know what happened there so it's hard to think there won't be some sort of rebound next year because it was just inexplicable yeah i think he's still there i've heard talk about him maybe moving on and replacing both the current running backs there with new people I don't know. I think that'd be a mistake to get away from him that quickly. Hmm. He's not one of the I'm going to call them big four who eats up their their uh, salary cap. Okay, I'll get into them right now. In the biggest needs, the biggest need for them is to trim their salary cap. They are uh-huh. thirty million dollars okay. over. These four are eating it all up. Okay. Bosa, Mac, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. I think they should just get cut. Mike Williams. I think they should. Okay. Yeah, he was a first round pick once upon mm-hmm. a time, and he has said games. He's had a few games here and there, but to justify the kind of money he's getting. Not okay. He's not making enough impact to to 
to, to put them in this hole. They're going to have to actually they have no choice. They have to get under the cap somehow. And I think that's the easiest way. So I could see that happen. They're also going to have to get some value out of skill players or older vets they can get for cheap. Okay. So, um, biggest need for you? Biggest need for me, I said a cornerback, a tight end. Yes, yes. And a new defensive coordinator, which they got. They got. So, which they got, who came along with Jim Harbaugh. So. Coaching. They could be like, yeah. it's an all-star coaching squad right now. They're, right. They, they're in very good shape at coach right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a chance to turn it around with those coaches. Okay. So we'll go into draft outlook. For me, I'll go with that tight end. Again, I talked about earlier, Brock Bowers from mm-hmm. Georgia. That would address that need that they have there for tight end. Very versatile. Would give somebody that he can go deep to and check down to. That isn't Herbert. Could check down to. Okay. Deep to, and somebody could make an impact right away. Somebody like a Laporte. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So um, then I will piggyback on that because I, like I was it. thinking cornerback, but I think that makes more sense. I think it most someone that sense. he could check down to. For both yeah. Of them. Mm-hmm. And head coach Jim, now head coach Jim Harbaugh, likes those versatile kind of check down or deep threat tight ends. He had Vernon Davis mm-hmm. during his big run in okay. San Francisco yeah. um, back in the 2011 to 14 ish range. So, um, and he very well could be the next Sam Laporta or someone like Hawkinson, one of those top tight ends out there. Um, also, the potential is strong to trade down to rebuild the lines, the offensive and the mm-hmm. defensive line through the draft. Okay. Later rounds. So trade, trade down, get a couple later picks in the first round or, you know, a couple second rounders. Okay. Go that way. But they have to have to deal with their salary cap. That's number one. So that's going to chase them for a little bit. Uh, draft outlook for you. Anything other than the lines, you think? Um, no. So that's what I was saying. I think that that tight end position makes a lot of sense. I think so, too. So I think Justin Herbert is an incredible quarterback. I like him a lot. I think yeah. he's one of the more underrated guys. And um, he's he's athletic. He's capable of a fighter, running. A fighter guy. for sure wants to win, and I think I feel like we occasionally see these glimpses of greatness that's yeah. just bottled up in him. And so, hopefully, Agreed. we get to see um, Jim Harbaugh bring those things out. And with that, I think that tight end position makes most sense. One hundred percent for for them for sure. All right. So acquisitions, biggest one for them by far is uh, coach. Yeah. NCAA. That's what I said. Yeah, champion. Coach Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL again. He has an NFL record of 44-19, which is super impressive. Yeah. Uh, with his time in San Francisco from 2011 to 2014, appearing against his brother in Super Bowl 48 with MVP Joe Flacco winning the game for the Ravens. <laughs> How do you like right. that one showing up and helping out Cleveland this year? All right, one word to describe the upcoming season for... I said expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's because they got Jim Harbaugh now. And I feel like they still have a very talented roster. So I think that um, people... That move in itself, I think bringing in that caliber of coach with that resume, people are going to expect a very quick turnaround. It's not going to happen. For, you don't think so? <laughs> not I very, think, not I don't very know. quick. I think that's happen. what the expectation not will be. Just, I think they had an embarrassment of riches on the offense of the Chargers. That and I don't know how sexy. it, I don't know what happened. Sideways. They have the nicest stadium in football. They were all set to go. <laughs> and just, what kind of side? No, I think expectations. People are like, all right, let's go. Mine was restart. Justin Herbert's only 25. It's time to build around him through the free agency and draft. Give him the tools that he needs to go to the next level. Okay. Because he is the next level quarterback. All right. So that's it for that one. I'm going to go over just real quick some key games. Kansas City being the Super Bowl champs. They got the toughest schedule, a number one schedule. Tough ones. Denver always plays them tough. They're Cincy um, at home. Vegas Raiders at home. Houston at home. Tampa Bay at home. They go to Buffalo. That'll be a fun one to watch. They go to Cleveland. Another fun one. A rematch of the Super Bowl. They come to the Bay to play San Francisco. <laughs> and they go to Pittsburgh. Now, people are going to say, Pittsburgh, ha-ha. Pittsburgh was in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, Pittsburgh won 10 games. So don't mm-hmm. forget about Pittsburgh. On oh, to the Raiders real quick. The Raiders, if they're going to get serious in that division, they have to find a way to get past the Chiefs. 
So I put home. Yes, I mean, okay, go ahead. Yeah, home and away for the Chiefs for them. Mm-hmm. They go away to Baltimore, which good luck. They go away to Cincinnati, good luck. Mm-hmm. Away to Miami, more luck. Uh, the Rams, who for me are going in the right direction. I'm surprised definitely. they lost their playoff game, but that came down to the wire and, and they did. But they're still a good team and they'll be a good team. Tampa, Tampa. I, I like Baker Mayfield. If he plays like he did last year, they'll be fine. And they are this, home. That is a really tough schedule. It is a tough schedule. And they're home to Cleveland. Cleveland will be good again, you know, injuries and all that stuff. But they should, should a, be similar. That's a tough one. So a tough one for the, for the Raiders, too. I don't know if they can overcome that next year, but maybe. Man. Denver's got a tough one, and it's a lot of away games. So away mm-hmm. to Cincinnati, away to Baltimore, home for Cleveland again, away to Tampa, away to the Jets with the Jets. If Aaron Rodgers is south, that's no easy okay. one. Away to Seattle. I have no idea what Seattle's going to look like yet. I think yeah. they'll be full rebuild. <laughs> and the easiest oh, one sure. was the last one. These kind of went in order. With the Chargers, they're away to Cleveland, and if you're going to win that division again, same story. Kansas City mm-hmm. home and away. They're home for Baltimore, which makes life a little bit easier, and home for Cincinnati. So the two AFC powerhouses they see, at least they see them at home. Man, that's a tough one too. Yeah, so uh, tough. That's 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 really it's tough. It's going to be hard. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think the Vegas Raiders got it the hardest, um, but Kansas City is tough too. But that's Kansas what happens. City. Yeah, I, I would that's say Kansas City then. then yeah. Then. So they deserve the tougher. So, so if you haven't noticed already, the AFC North is going to play the AFC West, and those are two very good divisions going at it. Yeah. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Any uh, before we bail out on this episode, uh, what do you project? Number one team in the AFC West next year? In the NFC West, AFC, AFC West, AFC West. Yeah, Number one, Kansas City. They're Kansas still going to do it again. Uh, yep. Eleven wins, twelve wins, something like this year. I'm going to go next year. Looking at, I'm going to go. I'm giving ten. And then the bottom feeder will be the number four team. Oh, man. Ooh. It's a tough one because they were also close. Well, that charge for five. It might, you know what? Them. This this might be an exact repeat. You think it's the exact same thing? With that, that's a tough schedule for the Chargers. The either of the If other. we're going to say they're in a full rebuild. Full rebuild. So if the Chargers <laughs> are rebuilding, that leaves the Raiders. And did either the Raiders or Denver make the playoffs next year? Hmm. Right now, I would lean towards the Raiders just because I'm so uncertain. I don't know what Denver's going to do. We'll revisit. We'll revisit. Yeah. For me, yeah, Kansas City makes it, and I think the depending on who the quarterback is, the Raiders might make it. But we'll revisit. But for sure, but Kansas. that's the same thing with Denver. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 who knows quarterback's what? going to be? We'll figure it out again come the end of the summer. Yeah, but I'll say Kansas City's in the playoffs next year for sure. Uh, All yeah. right. So next up next week is an in-depth look at the NFC champs in their division: the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. All right, you guys, All I right. think that'll do it for this week. Please do come back and hang out again next week. I think we're getting pretty good at the off-season thing now. We're getting pretty <laughs> great at the off-season thing. All right, so one down. We'll see you more to go. Two yeah. All right, so close this out. All right, where to find us? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Remember, like, follow, rate, and review us on any of those platforms. Reviews are super important. They help keep us moving up the podcasting charts, which is what we want to do. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Air It Out Network. And there is a support this podcast link in all of the show descriptions. If you feel so inclined, you can click on that link and show the pod some love. Thanks again for listening and for all of the support. Signing off, this is the Air It Out Fantasy Football League podcast. And we will talk to you guys next talk time. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.